What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Brice, and you're now tuned into the hottest upcoming platform for all the entrepreneurs, creatives, business professionals, entertainers, and today, athletes, because we're doing something different today. I got my boy from high school, Malik Fisher, in the building, mm-hmm. Villanova's very own. Thank you, and thank he's going to tell you just a little bit about the industry of, you know, uh, sports, and also just talk about his athletic career and whatnot. So, Malik, you can take it away. What's good, bro? What's good? Uh, appreciate you for having me, bro. You know what yeah. I mean? It's been a minute since we linked up just in person, but definitely a yeah. uh, long time coming, past due to make this happen. So, um, yeah, me and Fabrice, we've known each other since I got into high school in 2014, which was uh, your, senior, your senior year, yeah, I think, right? Senior. Yeah, yeah, I was a freshman. And uh, Fabrice, you was a senior. And since then, it's just especially where we went to school in the city and all that, just being African-American men at the school and everything at Xavier, it's good to stay connected this long through, you know what I mean? So that's where a lot of the athletic career started, but some stuff before that too. Yeah, because I remember like, I remember, I, no, the way we met was like, it was, it was, um, it was, I was there for the summer. What was I doing? I think I was doing a summer like, class like or something like that. One of them or one I don't know, I was doing the summer, uh, I was doing the summer class. I remember. It was it was like the trig class. It was like you know like, you know like junior senior they let you take those classes yeah, take if you wanna it. if you wanna like go to like AP and, and, like and all that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was doing that. I remember yeah. I remember seeing you. I'm like, oh, we got another we got another Marcellus because there was this kid named Marcellus. He was like he was like tall kid, big like he was playing football, basketball like. But I think he only stayed for like a semester or two. But that's really like that's really like my brother. You know? mm-hmm. and he was my year too. Yeah. But um, but I'm thinking you're like a transfer because again. Tall black kid came yeah. into the school like, what's going on? You know I was, what I mean? Like, I was trying to expert and all that, but nah, that's how it. That's how it is. And a lot yeah. of people, we became friends right there. So a lot of people, and that's crazy that you say it like that, because like that's how it is. Like when when somebody who's even just athletic in general, but then a, a black athletic person, you come to Xavier, it's like it is. It's not even a surprise. It's just like you're different. They think you're Zion Williamson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, <laughs> in that sense, and then especially on the outside, because say like say people who I know who who never went to Xavier, or like they just know that I went there. They think Xavier is like IMG. They mm-hmm. think like they think, I went oh, to. Oh, you're just like one of the like. You yeah, me? I'm one of the like all of the people. Like you go to people would think that like when I say I went to Villanova, it's like I went to Xavier to go to Villanova football. Like I'm like nah, people don't. At Xavier, it's all about yeah. academics. If you go like, to Villanova from Xavier, they think you're about to be a doctor. Yeah, or doctor like or something. A lot of uh, a lot of we don't necessarily always have those like um, Division One players. Trey was one. Yeah, Trey, you're great, and that's the. But Trey went. Trey went Ivy League too, so you know yeah. a lot of people probably looking at it like you know mm-hmm. he probably went there for school first, and then he playing football. football on the side yeah, but nah, it was it was it was big that he was able to do that because then that laid the blueprint for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, but a lot of Shout people would think, yeah, a lot of people would think it's like this sports powerhouse. When nah, it's just an academic school, really at the mm-hmm. core. Huh? But they just happen to be good at sports, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like all these titles, records, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's just backtrack to, like, where it all started. So, well, for those of you that don't know, right, so Malik, he went to Villanova, he played football, but Malik was a multi-talented athlete. So one thing that caught me by surprise was, uh, you know, Xavier is a rugby powerhouse, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you've been playing since you were a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I played, I had started playing rugby in middle school. Uh, it was like a, so for all the public schools in the city is this big thing called a Mayor's Cup, mm. but it was flag rugby. So from sixth grade, I used to play flag rugby. Wait, they have a Mayor's Cup for that? Yeah, they got oh, a Mayor's I Cup. I thought it was Randall's. mostly like just track. Yeah, nah, it's, it's at, I, not Icon Stadium, but it's at Randall's Island. Yeah. Same same spot in Orlando, it's huge. So in middle school, like it's mad big. So in middle school, me and my uh, my middle school, we was from in Brooklyn, we would travel out to Randall's Island and stuff like that. So I used to play, mm-hmm. get busy and all that. And that kind of taught me like little fundamentals. So when I got to Xavier, I'm like, oh, y'all really got a real, real rugby team? Mm-hmm. 
I'm definitely trying this out. And then I played rugby. And that was just a part of what I did in high school. I always tried to like do something in the off season to like stay active. So mm-hmm. I wasn't just chilling. And it kind of helped prepare me for football season as well, too. You know what I mean? Because some people will feel like you need a um, you need to specialize in your one sport and then in the off season, just do that sport. But especially when you're younger, for like a lot of young athletes, mm-hmm. it's way better to diversify your um your por- your athletic portfolio by playing other sports because you're learning new movement patterns and you able to train yourself in a way that prepares you for the other sport, but it's different because it's not the same thing that you will be doing in the other sport. So it kind of what makes you more of a well-rounded athlete. Yeah. And I think I, I would attribute a lot of my athletic success to just playing a lot of sports or doing a lot of things, af- you know what I mean? A lot of activities rather than just specifically wanting to play football all year. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel that. So it's funny too, cause it's like, you know, you moved up like on like on most levels. Like you were playing varsity as like freshman, sophomore, and it's like, it was funny, especially basketball. It's like you playing varsity basketball. It's like you were just outside with the scene, like you outside with us playing in the commons, the quad. Next thing you know, we seeing you. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So pulling up with, with, with varsity sophomore, that, yeah, sophomore year, I was starting on varsity basketball, yeah. football, and rugby. <laughs> yeah, I remember like, I came back. I seen. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, you went. I remember you went Doug in the in the yeah in Doug. the front court. I'm like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> My son, Doug. <laughs> no, but that, I mean, that's a especially especially looking back at it now, like. That was a big part of building my confidence because mm-hmm. when I was a sophomore, like when it first started, I'm like, oh, sh-. like, will I be ready? Like, I'm like, will I be ready to play like varsity? But then. It puts a lot of eyes on you, too. Everybody's yeah. like, is he really that good? Like, you know, the juniors, the seniors who didn't make it, they're like, is he really that good? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? So it put a lot of pressure, but that was like my early introduction to that type of pressure that made me actually perform behind it. You know what I mean? Like, that was the first part where it's like, you build your confidence through. Maybe even doubting yourself or some other people doubting you. But then once you once I really started seeing it and showing it to myself on the court and stuff like that, or the field, whether it's football, that's where that swag came in. I'm like, oh yeah, I know I belong. And that's when I started really getting in, into that mode of like thinking, believing that I actually am athletically inclined in a way that allowed me to get opportunities for college, collegiate to play collegially and stuff like that. You know what I mean? That was a, a early part of the process. But I had been playing, um, all the sports since I was young. You know what yeah. I mean? It never felt like nothing different. Mm-hmm. Being in high school, it's just in high school. Everything it's is more structured. Yeah, it's another level. But since I was like seven, eight, everybody like would see me in the park and in the neighborhood and all of that. And just, I'm playing every sport. I'm riding rollerblades. I'm, I was just active. You know what I mean? Trying to stay active. That was a lot of, a big part of you like- You said rollerblades. Yeah, you from Brooklyn. Yeah, facts. I'm from like, like, the rollerblades. Rollerblades, rip stick. You know, they had the rip stick and all yeah, that out. Yo, I was, day, anything that was athletic, swimming. And yeah, I'm from so I'm from Best Eye too. So, um, I, I grew up on Marcy Ave, Jay Z. You know what I mean? That's yeah. a big part of. Now, I didn't know um, you were from Marcy though. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Like right, like three three blocks up from um from Marcy Projects where Jay Z grew up and stuff like that. So, a big part of being in the neighborhood was when growing up, like I was playing, I was doing everything that kept me active. So I wouldn't try to, you feel what I'm saying, get into mm-hmm. anything else, but. It was just it was just activities like a, a bunch of act- activities that allowed me to be you know what I mean successful in sports. Yeah, because I was gonna say too like I thought it was like bed start like just being from bed start I got you into rugby because I know most of the kids like I don't know you remember Isa? Yeah, 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 Isa I know like he like he was playing um when he was younger. Uh, Christian Rayner. Rayner. He, he's, he's from yeah. Queens, but I know he he told me he used to play like you know. Yeah. And, and um there was this um there were other people that I knew like that didn't go to Xavier that were playing rugby because you know they grew up like. And that apparently there's like programs in the area like yeah. Brownsville. Oh yeah, Best Spe- Eye, a lot rugby. of people, 
a lot of people start, especially because rugby is up and coming. Mm -hmm. The way that they like getting it implemented more into like everyday life is with youth sports. So they, there's mm -hmm. a lot of programs that's for rugby that's built, and there's a lot of opportunities to go to college for rugby. Yeah, I was too, gonna you say. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it yeah. is it is a sport for people to look into. Yeah, because people definitely play at college a lot. Of My people. first time going out the country was with Xavier. Mm -hmm. With rugby, we went to Ireland. Ireland you know, right? yeah, yeah, we went to Ireland on spring break. I'm like, oh, this is lit. I felt like I was a <laughs> pro already. Uh -huh. Then we went to San Diego another year. everybody got the matching bags. California, the bags and all that. Like, I still use that bag to this day when I'm walking through the airport, mm -hmm. the little uh, tour bag that we yeah. got. So that was a big part, uh, just exposure and experience rugby. You know what I mean? I went across the world for playing rugby. So that was a big part yeah, that a lot of people will forget about. Now that I play football, People will forget I played rugby, or even people will figure I even played basketball. You know what I mean? Sometimes, mm -hmm. but uh, there's nothing wrong with that because as you specialize in a sport, that becomes your brand. But sometimes it ain't. It's, you, know, mean, you know, it's, it's kind of like NBA players too, or football or NFL players yeah. too. It's like there's some of them. It's like the NFL players. You see them in the off season. They're dunking. They're playing like you know open gyms and stuff. And people are like, oh, maybe you could have made it to NBA. Then there's other people where it's like. You know, they might have a football at practice and they mm -hmm. just stone in people like, oh, he could have been an amazing quarterback if yeah, he played yo, football like instead. Anthony Edwards, they be like, he could have been an all-pro NFL player if he wanted to, too. He just chose basketball. So a yeah, lot of some of them, are, that's actually what it is, too. Like Matt Barnes, I think he got scholarships to do both. Yeah, you know? and that's the and that's the thing. So a part of a part of getting scholarships to do both is that, and a part of what I was saying earlier, playing different sports, is LeBron that too. you open it up more opportunities you might be good at both sports, but it might be one sport that the that the college coaches start wanting you for. You know what I mean? Yeah. So definitely, that's a message for people to going out there to just 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 as a kid, especially if it's young athletes, just try to do as much as you can when it comes to playing around. Because now they don't even do a lot. The way they interact, they don't play around with each other in the park and stuff. They just playing on a game, yeah, which I play on a game with people, but like. I passed my development ages, you know what I mean? Like yeah, they way. they need those ages to develop athletically and physically through through just interaction. I think that's a big thing. Just just trying out a lot of sports. Don't specialize too early. Yeah, cuz for me it's like um I'm a, I stopped playing video games when I was like 13, 14. And that's and now I say stop, I don't mean like like I don't play video games. Oh, I'm just mm -hmm. saying like me personally having yeah. like a device that I'm playing every night. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know for for whatever reason, 14 years old it just clicked to me that I had to stop. Well, Cause it's able to partially, but yeah, uh, well, mainly I'd say, but um, yeah, I just lost the interest for it. Well, I was just mm -hmm. like, I don't even nah, play, it but it's like when well, I'm at somebody's crib, you know, we playing 2K, yeah, we playing 2K, like, <laughs> you know, what I mean? especially <laughs> in school, you know, we is in, in school, that's all playing 2K for yeah, video but, games don't hit the same so, either, bro. Yeah, like, bro. Like, what's SmackDown versus Raw back in the day? SmackDown oh, was Raw oh, crazy, those games used to go crazy, even they had Tony Hawk games and all that oh, yeah, back Tony in the Hawk. day, like it was mad, it was all a lot of different games, um. A lot of stuff. Yeah, now they got GTA coming out, but I just heard GTA not coming out for like another two years. It's like they just dropped the GTA just been around forever. Yeah, yeah. And but uh, even Pokemon used to be lit. Like you know, bro, bro, I was seeing these little kids playing them on Switches. It's all 3D and stuff. It just yeah. it, does, it doesn't look the same for me. Nah, and so when it comes to stuff like that, say if it's like peaking your interest and stuff early on, like at those early ages, it's so much that that we was able to. Um, feed off of, but now it's like, there's only a couple games. It's Fortnite, it's Call of Duty, mm -hmm. and then it's whichever sports game you like. I, hey, fuck, you know, I fuck with FIFA, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. FIFA heavy. Well, FIFA's yeah. always a classic. Yeah, sport, FIFA yeah. heavy. I play. With, I fuck with FIFA heavy, though. <laughs> yeah, so you emphasized youth, and I actually like that, because, you know, especially these days, it's like, people always talk about, well, first of all, when it comes out, like, people always like, yo, what are they feeding these kids? Because now you got sixth graders that's like seven feet. <laughs> but I was right. going to say, though, um, with these kids these days, it's like, like you said, a lot of them want to play video games, but then you got other ones that, you know, 
they want to drop all this stuff just to go like jump into the streets and whatnot, jump off mm-hmm. the porch and whatnot. And it's like, you know, developing them from a young age and showing them like, yo, like this is possible. You could really do this. Or even if you don't like make it all the way to NBA, like, you know, there's, there's so many things that you could do, hence this episode right now, that you could do that, you know, making it to, you know, semi-pro or pro, whatever league, or, you know, even if you're just playing through college, at least having a free, you know, pass through school, degree and everything could really change your life for the better. Yeah, no, like, definitely. And a lot of that, a lot of that comes out of, like, in a funny way, I tell, I tell, I make this, like, little analogy to some people in a, like, funny way or young kids, like, because a lot of times people do stuff, and it's not, like, being hard is cool and nothing like that, but a lot of stuff, a lot of decisions that you make at an early age is, like, because you're trying to find yourself, you're trying to be cool in certain ways and certain places that you could identify with, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no problem, but everybody want to be cool. And then a lot of times, everybody's not like this, but everybody want to get the get the girls, get the bitches, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So this is what I say to them. I be like, when you're 25, 26, whatever age is as you grow up, right, and you meet shorty, whether it's at the club, at the restaurant, I swear to you, she won't care what you do. As long as you're doing something and she know you're doing good, then y'all gonna be good. So to break that down is is to say like everything that you're doing, people think you have to do this to be seen a certain way. Like you gotta be, you gotta be an athlete in the league. I'm telling you, even as somebody who's an athlete, it's a bunch of girls. They don't care that you're an athlete or care what you or care. Oh, you playing this? All right, what is it? What is it that we could talk about? You feel what I'm saying? What is it that we that we could get into? And a lot of that builds off of building yourself as a person rather than identifying with certain spaces that you're in. You know what I mean? So even if it's even if it is that somebody may be hanging out with a with a with a group that's crazy, you can still have your men's that's in whatever group and doing what they're doing. You just don't have to fully identify identify yourself with the group as much as you just interacting with them on a different level. So a lot of times we get pulled into the groups that we in and fully identify ourselves with one space instead of like allowing ourselves to be the the identifiable factor for others you know what i mean yeah. so like with me like i ain't like it is villanova but i do so much stuff that is xavier too you know what i mean my brand is i use i use my brand with xavier as much as i use it with villanova as much as i use me just being malik for all the other people you know what i mean malik so from brooklyn like yeah that. from brooklyn it's, it's different ways to interact with people than just jumping into a group just to feel down and fit in you know what i mean and that as you growing up, that's like the struggle that everybody try to figure out is like how to fit in. And sometimes the wrong decision is made and people is get themselves in positions they don't even end up needing to be in. You know what I mean? So just finding different places to identify yourself with and, and grow your network, building your network. You know what I mean? So Yeah, because the opportunities could come up from a lot because it's like, because I was going to say too, like, you know, when you talk about, you know, rugby's coming up and, you know, becoming something big in college. It's like even out. Did you know I was playing in college? Yeah, I remember you. you know yeah, I, was, right? I know. I remember you. So it's like even for me, it's just Scranton, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like for me, it's like you know, I did make a lot of friends, but I also made a lot of you know connections. Mm-hmm. It's like one friend tapped me with this person. This person tapped me with that person. Just from like the smallest things, rugby included. You know, mm-hmm. like just me, you know, working in the PR office, like you know, made connections there. Me working in the admissions office, made connections there. You, you see what I'm saying? Like everything. Mm-hmm. Everything that people find so, like, you know, that they minimize in terms of their significance could really do a lot for you in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, networking, building connections, finding opportunities, and all of that. Yeah, so uh, just, to, just to backtrack a little bit. So um, going from high school, right, you went on to college, right? So when you reached Villanova, what was that experience like? When I reached Villanova, 
the experience. It was like, when you touch down, it's like, I'm in college. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yo, I'm in college. So you get there and it's like everything, everything is 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 fun early on. You know what I mean? You're just trying to have the most fun as you can. But then as anybody experiencing college, by year, by the end of year two, like sophomore year, it's like you done partied at every party that you mm. could go to. And um you done seen everybody, you starting to see the same people. And if there's any new faces, they honestly probably most likely try to come around you, if anything. Yeah, you know what I mean? So my experience at Villanova, it was it was it was definitely fun, especially growing and, and becoming a captain towards the end of my career and my senior year and stuff like that. So proving myself and I had to play early. When I showed up early on, I had to gain like twenty pounds. Because uh, some injuries happened. It was like, yo, Malik, you're going to have to play. Yeah, because it's one thing that you grew, <clears throat> but you also got bigger. I was like, yeah. I remember it was like, you were like kind of skinny, but like you weren't like frail skinny, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, I was I was like, was like now I look at you, I'm like, yo, this guy got <laughs> it. Like, That's like one of the built. biggest gains because my height was always, I was always probably around the same height. Yeah, I feel like you bigger. probably grew like an answer because when I seen yeah. you at Williamsburg last time, I was like, yo, you got taller? Because I remember I feel like we were always the same height and I was like, you taller than me. So I'm like, yeah. So when I showed, so showing up to Villanova, it was like growing. Like I really had to like grow, um, and, and and put in some work. But it was it was fun out there, especially the especially being around Philly. That was one of the biggest parts oh, because yeah. <laughs> whenever you go to go to school, Villanova is a great school, but like it's a PWI. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is is predominantly white. Is a lot of uh, white people around, and the the biggest portion of the black community are really the athletes. So it's hard hard to interact. Um, at a larger scale across the school constantly, you know what I mean? Because you're not seeing as many people like you. But we was able to go down to Philly a lot, and I had a lot of teammates from Philly. My freshman year, basketball team at Villanova, we won the national championship. Mm-hmm. And then right yeah, before that, true. the Eagles won the Super Bowl. So, oh, so two months in a row. So I got to school, and I'm like, yo, this, <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. It's great out here. Oh, but so boobie, a lot, it was a lot of fun early on, but it obviously, as any other story goes, like towards the Towards the latter half of of my career at Villanova is when I started having to shift into like that business mindset and like kind of picking up on the network that I had out there before I was gone, so that I could be able to benefit from it now and in this time. You know what I mean? So it's definitely it's definitely a great place, and that's why like I a lot of times you'll see me wearing a villa like I got on a Villanova sweats yeah, right sweats. now. Sweats. I told you too. I was like, I love the fact that you brought yeah, them out today. You know, because that's branding and that's networking. That's a part of my branding. Especially in New York City, so many times people will see it, be like, oh, you went to, I went to Villanova. You just mm-hmm. connect with people. And they see the um, number, too. So they're like, oh, you played this oh, sport? You play- What'd you play? You know? Yeah, they put this story together. So sometimes um, it was a time where I had to learn to just embrace that more. Instead of just, you know how when you move past the places, like, you don't want to feel like you're looking back or that you're holding on. But, like, no, I embrace where I've been in a way that allows me to take advantage of it mm-hmm. through branding myself with it. You know what I mean? So kind of taking away that mindset of, like, oh, you're not in college no more. Why you went? Why you not wearing these? I'm wearing these because I can swag this. Connect. It'll be network. And it's free clothes. Swag. And it's good. Look, look, it's free clothes. <laughs> it's free clothes. Like, and then it opened up so many opportunities that people wouldn't understand unless you actually mm-hmm. get through. You know what I mean? And then, too, it's like you wear a regular shirt. as a say Villanova. People are like, okay, nice. Either he went to the school or he a fan. But it's like when you got the Villanova football. Number ninety two. You know, you yeah. got the shoes, whatever, custom bag, custom mm-hmm. jackets. Everybody's like, oh, you play D1? Oh, word, that's crazy. Now everybody would be a friend or whatnot. Yeah, and a lot of and a lot of that happens definitely when it comes to you just see like the different type of energy people have. And many times, I don't blame people for it. That's just how it is. Sometimes people need to see something that's like, oh, now they want to offer up opportunities and stuff. And I'm more than willing to 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 use that in a way that 
leverages a lot of the connections that I'm able mm. to make based off of that type of ideology. Whereas, like, until people know that, oh, you went to Villanova, now their eyes bug. Mm. Their eyes bug. You'd be surprised, bro. Even with Xavier, it's like that. Yeah. Because even, like, um, for me, like, you know, I. I, I was talking to my boss, he, his, uh, his son was interning in the city. I was like, oh, where does he go to school? He told me, he's like, he goes to school and because he's from San Island, he's like, go to school over here. I'm like, oh, where? I went to I went to this school. He's like, you went to Xavier? I was like, yeah. He's like, you know, he's just so impressed. Like, yeah, they eyes you know? bug wide and it's like, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's, it's that. And sometimes until somebody asks, I wouldn't tell them. But then once I tell them, it's like, what would you have expected? But people don't know what they, what they interacted with until you tell them. So that goes back to the story, like the the point of sometimes you gotta you gotta brand yourself, you gotta put yourself out there and let people know what it is that you've doing, where it is that you've been, um, because sometimes people being and is and is a is a fine line between like being humble mm-hmm. and actually talking your shit or like letting people know what it is that you have going on in a great way, um, because people need to know what it is that you that you've done, they need to know what it is that you're doing. Um, and you shouldn't feel conflicted with sharing all of your good news because you feel like it'll be like you're not humble. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like that's a that's a struggle in itself because like sometimes I'm I'm doing different things and sometimes I catch myself like, all right, I don't want to talk too much about myself because then sometimes it does rub people the wrong way when you feel like when they feel like you're talking about yourself. But there's a line that you have to draw between actually truthfully just letting it be known what you're doing. And then kind of over boasting, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you need people need to know where you've been and what you did. We went to Xavier, you know what I mean? People need to know that because there's a certain amount of respect that comes from that, and everybody, um, everybody is owed the respect that they've earned through whatever journey they've been on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Especially too, like for us going to Xavier, you know, you going to Villanova. I mean, me going to Scranton as well. It's like, you know. A lot of people kind of, like, especially in the minority culture, it's like, you know, a lot of people like, oh, you know, you went to a private school, oh, you went to school with white people, this, that, third, but it's like, you still got to take pride in that, because it's like, mm-hmm. disregard the fact that, disregard the demographic of the school, understand the value of what the school had to offer. Like, Villanova, Xavier, those aren't easy schools to get into. At all. Nor are they, like, you know, easy schools to breeze through. Mm-hmm. These are hard schools, <laughs> you know, especially you being a D1 yeah. athlete, you got to wake up early, practice, all these things, you know. You know, your time constraints are there where it's like it's, it's hard for you to keep up in terms of, you know, studying because you don't get the same. Like you you might, ha- you know, have six hours in a day to study, you know, <clears throat> somebody that's not playing the sport like me. I'll probably have like nine, ten hours, you know. Yeah. Now, even and even now, one thing a lot of people don't know, I'm still in grad class right now. I still, yeah, I remember you telling yeah, me. I'm I was still, like, oh, word, that's I'm still in grad school right now. So um, Villanova too? Or? Yeah, Villanova. Okay. But everything is remote. They, they offer remote classes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I reinstated back in school this fall. And that's a part of what I'm doing now. I'm juggling, I'm training, um, coaching back at Xavier too, and then I'm taking classes. So managing that time, I'm able to do now because I had to do it in college. Mm-hmm. And having that experience is what allows you, when you get into your professional life and more of your adult life, to actually learn from that stuff and know how to structure and delegate time based off of the tasks that I need to do at a specific day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's a struggle. But it's become one of my actual, um, I would say one of my, one of my. I don't even know how to explain it. I would say it's a tool that I use now. It turn, I turned it from a struggle into a tool, like learning how to do it is what allows me to do the things that do it, the amount of things I do at the rate that I do them now and actually get things done is because I had to struggle through it in, in school. But that's what school is for. You're supposed to, school is not just learning mm-hmm. math. You know how some people be like, well, I, I, how am I going to apply See, this? But- 
people would be like, people there's some like, things school should be too. I mean, college, yeah. you have kind of get that fruit. And that's the one thing I like about Zero. I see they added like a lot of programs, like, mm-hmm. you know, like teaching people how to like, you know, get into the stock market, stuff like that. I've I seen they have courses like that now, but college is more so you see those type of things where it's like you learn more than like you were about to say math. and Yeah, you, know. you learn, you just learn how to interact with, with people. And that's a no, big thing. True. Like, I've always been hyper aware of like, my surroundings and the situations that I'm in. So I'm always paying attention to stuff. Even as, as you know me, I'm always chilling. I'm cool. I'm vibing. Mm-hmm. I'm smiling. I'm chilling. But I'm paying attention to a lot. And that that awareness has allowed me to pick up on a lot of things along the way that aren't just mm-hmm. the, the textbook stuff or what I learned in class. You know what I mean? Like I'm able to apply experience as well as knowledge. You know what I mean? Because our experience is a big part yeah. of, of our I would say database. You know what I'm saying? The database that we have in our in our mind to be able to make decisions now is based off of what we've seen, not just what we learned in a book. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, um, I feel like they have so much to benefit off of what they've been through, but they have to actually apply it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because there's a lot of times, like even <clears> my <throat> sister personally, I always tell her, like, you know, yes, you're an amazing student. You know, you've always been a book smart girl, but sometimes you got to be smart outside of the books. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to actually, like, because she's very, like, introverted. I'm like, sometimes you got to open yourself up a little bit. Experience, yeah. feel things out. Yeah, something, and, that, and that's the thing. Some The people who are smart, like, that, like, academically inclined, sometimes they do become introverted because they they know so much. When they're dealing with regular people, it's like, they can't, it's like, y'all don't even understand what I, y'all don't even know what I know. You know what I mean? In her head, it's probably, like, Sometimes she she clings more to the academics, but in order to benefit off of the academic knowledge that she has, you got to interact with people. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes when they're smart enough, they just get people to do the work for them. Uh, <laughs> you know? Especially, yeah. I, mean, that's what, I was gonna say, especially up. too, because she's a STEM, like she's she's studying in STEM, so it's yeah. like you know, interaction <laughs> is necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, like she wants to be a dermatologist, she <clears> have to interact with people. You know, treat patients. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's and and that's a part of like the whole the whole journey, and that's your little sister, right? Yeah. So that's a part of his journey as she go, and then it's, she'll probably be like, "Yeah, Fabrice, he was telling me that," and then she mm-hmm. learned. Yeah, but, I was uh, a shy person, believe yeah. it or not. So it's like when people, you know, always saying like, you know, I'm outside, I'm so, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm a different character, like you know, I talk a lot of this stuff. There, I'm just like. Because I learned that I have to adapt. Because even for me too, it's like, especially as Xavier, that's where people like, you know, everybody. Got to college, same thing. Oh, you must have know everybody. Oh, you friends, everybody. Oh, you so mixy. Mm-hmm. You know, people like, when I came back here, everybody's like, you so mixy. How you know this person? How you know this person? I'm like, I have a story for each person that you name. Bro, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, it's all about networking and putting yourself out there. Yeah, no, networking is the biggest thing. Like, my, I'm on LinkedIn probably more than I'm on Instagram now. Just networking, you feel me? So... A lot of a lot of that comes from just one knowing that you need a network, but then two, as I started taking the time to like try to reconnect with people, or I go on LinkedIn, I build a connection, I run into somebody on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You start noticing what the people these people who we've been say somebody from Xavier. I'm like, yo, we've been cool since Xavier, but on link, I'm like on LinkedIn, yo, they got a, the title that they running with, they bossed up. Mm-hmm. You don't know what the people that you've been in contact with are doing. That's kind of to what you said earlier is like you got to connect because you don't know you don't know how you could benefit from a relationship with a specific person. But until I actually started noticing, yo, I'm not the only person that's doing great mm-hmm. things who I know. It's so many other people and we can all benefit from each other by just reconnecting and using the network that we already got. Mm-hmm. Some Networking is not always about 
meeting new people or going to this random networking event and meeting somebody you don't know. It's about seeing how you could work together, collaborate. With the people that you already know because the people that you know, they doing great things too. You just got to pay attention. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Pay attention to it. And that's on them to, to put it out there, but it's all on you to pick it up as well. That's a big part of putting out there what you're doing. Yeah, because one thing I'll say too is like, it kind of highlights what you do because there's a lot of people, you know, even, you know, me, I'm sure you have your days too where it's like <clears throat> you have self-doubt. Mm-hmm. But it's like, Definitely. for me, it's like, damn, I didn't realize I do this. I didn't realize I do that. You know, I didn't realize, you know, all of this is going on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that I've done in my life. I'm just thinking because <coughs> I'm so busy watching, you know, the next person and this person that I'm not even up to part with that person that I start to feel down on myself. But then when people network with me or, you know, they network mm-hmm. with whoever, they realize, like, that person might realize, wow, like, you know, I'm really, like, something to brag about. Yeah. They, you know, I really like, impress people. Somebody else probably recognized the value in what you've been doing. And you're like, oh, sh- I've been doing this all the time. And this what y'all hype about? I'm like, it's, sometimes you don't give yourself the credit. And that's back to the point earlier that I was saying, where it's like, sometimes it's good to talk about what you've done. You know what I mean? Yeah, because even me, it's like, I'm an accountant now. It's just like, I don't really, because it's like, I'm around people that's, you know, like making all this crazy money on Wall Street or not because I work on Wall Street as well. Yeah. But it's like I'm around with these people that's making like, you know, X amount of money and this, that, there. I'm like, damn, I, w- I can't wait till I'm there. But then it's like, go other people be like, yeah, you know, I'm like, I'm like, word? Like, you know, they're impressed. I'm like, yeah. you impressed by me? But I was just like, well, I think about it, I'm just like, hey, I mean, there's something to be impressed about, you know? Yeah, take bro, like, your def- work what and you definitely, do. but a lot of that comes from just how you carry yourself. It's, it's, it's a hump, is is. Is, is humbling the way you carry yourself. Mm-hmm. So you don't try to throw that out there and rub it in people's face initially. But when it's time to let them know and they find out, it's like, oh shit, you. I knew, that's when people would be like, I knew it was something <laughs> to you. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the, sometimes that's the best way to make things, make things known is like when people don't even expect it, but um, they still gonna respect it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because even like, especially so when, like I was telling you when we were walking in, you know, just being the low key person that's like not. Like, yeah, you know, you might be friends with everybody, but you don't let people know too much about yourself. It's like when people see what you do, it's like, like you said, I knew it was something to you. Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, okay, like, even for me, it's like, you know, personally, from whether it's, you know, me being an accountant, me being a trader, me having this podcast, it's like every time I come out with something new that I'm doing, people are like, okay, I see him, he's doing something. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's doubts at first, you know, it's going to be haters, naysayers, like, oh, whatever, but they see you doing your thing and you're <coughs> consistent, you're consistent with it. Like, okay. That's what I'm, and, like, and that's and that's the thing. Sometimes, like when you initially introduce somebody to an idea or a thing that you're doing, you can't expect people to just accept it originally. Like people gonna doubt it because a part of what goes on in in life is one thing that I learned is people don't hold their words, and not even like in a in a, in a bad way or or like this like malicious way. It's like people will say, "Yo, I'm gonna call you back." Don't call you back. Yo, I'm gonna pull up tomorrow, bro. Don't pull up. That's just natural. That's something that's that as in society is like accepted. People don't, and it's not like you get mad at it. But the thing is, when you introduce somebody to an idea, you're just another person to them. And sometimes they just may think, all right, he's just talking. But it's on you to actually continue to prove it. And a lot of times I stop buying into like feeling like, oh, they hating or they doubting me. Sometimes it's like, yeah, they doubting, but it's my job to prove it. It's my Mm -hmm. job to show it. And that's a part of where I feel get my good feeling is when people come back around and like, oh, that's what you was talking about. Or they connect the dot three months later and it's like, yeah, see, I was, I let you know, I planted that seed. Sometimes it's good to plant that seed so that when everything come full circle, you can hit them with the, I 
told you so. You know what I mean? And it ain't bad that they doubted originally because you can't expect people to just accept everything that they're hearing. So I don't blame people for how they are, but I just use it in a way that allows me to engage them and engage myself and motivate myself to prove that point. And then once it's like, once you get to that point, it's like, you yeah, notice that whether, whether they believed it three months ago or today, the shit still happened. You know what I mean? So sometimes it ain't, you, you, you could be easy on people who doubt because mm-hmm. can't blame them. It's just how shit is. People don't hold their words. So who is, who are they to just believe you when you first say something? We so, gotta prove it. You know what yeah. I mean? So in your case, that doubt, well, that proving somebody is like going pro. So talk about your experience uh, going pro. So yeah, so for me, um, becoming a, a, a professional athlete, and a lot of a lot of my journey is is spaced out in the different phases. Uh, I would say one of the biggest parts of that time becoming pro was probably when I left college, when I left school, and the reason why is because. I got surgeries right after I left. And when I got surgeries, it was probably a couple months, a couple months before I went to rookie minicamp with the Saints in New Orleans. And I got surgery probably six months before that. And when I went to rookie minicamps with the Saints, I messed up. I got surgery on this shoulder prior to the rookie minicamp. And then right after the minicamp, because I had dislocated my shoulder in minicamp, mm-hmm. and when I got basically cut and sent home, um, I got another surgery. And at that point was when I, when I had to question whether I wanted to continue playing or not. And a big part of that was just, I felt like I felt like it was so much that I had left um, out there. It was so much better that I could got, so much I left unworked on, like just as, at a skill level, it was like, I know I could be a better player. Mm-hmm. But then it was something inside me as a person that just didn't feel like um, I was ready to move on. And after I got that second surgery, the mindset that I put in myself to just, Take it day by day, control what I can control. You know what I mean? I started, I just started buying into certain um certain phrases that I had learned along the way. And I was training daily, training myself, coming back off of injury. And even after that, when I got to the season and I had to make the team in the XFL and stuff like that, it was still another day by day process. And it was like survival of the fittest. Like you waking up and you don't know if you're gonna still be there that day. Like people getting cut day in and day out. So through the process, I just learned how to like focus on myself, control what I could control. And then that'll, that'll, that'll bring the results that'll prove whatever it is that I want to prove to people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like whatever results you want, the work has to get put in. So I just started focusing on the work. You know what I mean? And it actually relieves a lot of stress because when people say trust the process, it could sound Sounds a little- cliche. Yeah, it sounds cliche, it sounds corny. But like when you actually trust the process, like I put my trust in the work it's that I'm different. doing, it takes away the worry from everything else. I don't worry about the other stuff because I know if the work that I'm doing is true and correct, then I'm gonna perform the way that I need to. Like you actually, when you actually trust the process, it releases so much stress and pressure from you because you start just focusing on the things that you can control and everything else is gonna fall in line anyway. Um, and, you, and you live with it. You're able to live with it better mm-hmm. when you dive fully into the process in the journey and that's and and that's a big part of my learning process of becoming a professional athlete is that I am a professional athlete now but the next step is getting getting back into an NFL building you know what I mean but even when I get there you start learning that whatever goals it is that you're going for may not be the prize that you want and the prize is is actually being able to have the opportunity to learn things along the journey that'll that'll help your experience just in life and that's what I do now. I have fun with the journey. That's why I'm always doing different things. And people, I'm, I, I coach. Then I, um, 
I might be at a party. Then I'm still in class. I'm building. I'm I'm building a tech startup this right now. Eric you know what I mean? Right yeah, Eric. <laughs> facts. But look, I'm doing all that because I'm having fun with the journey. I wake up and find out what is it, not how much fun could I have today, but what is it that I could do today that I'll find enjoyment in and that I could accomplish, and then I go by a day by day schedule. And it's kind of like missions. I was talking to a kid, um, a high school kid, the other day, and he said it, and I had thought of it, but when he said it, and that's why I want to give the credit to him saying it, it clicked. He was like. He was asking me some questions about like, how is things going with your journey and things, things like that. And I'm like, everything is fun because I found I found a way to find joy in the journey. I was like, once you make it, wherever you make it, it's boring. Once you once you get once you get fully rich and everything, you rich for life. Like that's what it is for life. So you know how people get bored. So I found fun in the journey because it's like GTA. Because we talked about GTA early. Mm-hmm. It's like GTA. GTA is fun when you open the game up. You got a million missions to do. You got a whole map to, to figure out. The journey is the fun part. As soon as you beat the game, that shit is boring. Yeah. There's nothing to do on the game. Once you beat the game, once there's no more mission, that's it. and there's no more side, like, it's over game, with. It. So the fun part is the journey. Mm-hmm. The fun is when you got all of the missions that you got to complete and all of that. You running around. You trying to get ammo. You trying to build up your, you know what I mean? You trying to build up the game. As soon as, as, soon as you make it, you beat the game. It's nothing like it's just kick your feet up and that's cool. But you still gonna have to find something that 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 that's engaging, that stimulates your brain. And that's what that's a problem that I feel like a lot of people get into is like they focus so much, and that's it's always said, they focus so much on the destination that you lose so much beneficial experience throughout the journey. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I was able to figure that out is because when I went through that that phase of having injuries and surgery, I had felt like I got to the end of my journey. I felt like I made it to that destination and it was so many key points that I, w- I started looking back at college and I'm like, damn, I wish I would have not even taken advantage of that. I wish I'd ha- I would have had more fun at this, at doing this. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have appreciated what it is that I was doing in the time that I was doing it because now, now it seemed corny for me to look back at it and post it up. You know what I mean? Like mm, the not really, not really, but like in a certain time, in a certain mindset. Yeah, like yeah. not that it's like because remember I, I feel was like people earlier. pick and choose. You know yeah, what people I mean? pick and choose. But it's like it's a certain, it's a certain, it's a certain line. Like we keep saying that's drawn, and it's like it's not that it's corny to look back at what you do. That I do that a lot now. Like I was saying, like I, I've learned to embrace that along the journey. You know what I mean? That was that's what the opportunity gave me to a chance to learn. But there were certain things that. I wanted to get credit for after I had done them in a way that was like just trying to pick back at it. You know what I mean? Instead of instead of building forward um, because I felt like I missed my, my chance to embrace it. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And once I learned that, I started saying, no, I'm going to embrace and enjoy any moment that I have um, as the journey goes on because... You never know when your next moment to celebrate will be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You get one birthday. In between then, it takes four years to graduate. So gra- you get one birthday a year, a graduation every four years. Those are the big moments to celebrate. Mm-hmm. You got to find those those little moments throughout the years. To, and everything's you know guaranteed. I mean? Every day's not guaranteed. Yeah. yeah, and every day's not guaranteed. So you got to find a way to like positively reinforce the things that you've been doing along the journey. And that's where a lot of my enjoyment and excitement had started to come from. But I only learned that when I was in that space of time where I felt like I didn't have anything to celebrate no more because I was in such a hard time. I was like, whenever I get back on a journey, I'm going to enjoy everything that I'm doing and appreciate it as well. 
mm-hmm. for my own benefit as well as anyone else's. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a lot of people don't look at athletes as entrepreneurs. So if you could speak to how you've used, like, you know, just being a, a pro athlete or even when uh, in your college days, how you use it to your advantage to, you know, do things that people find, like, you know, traditionally entrepreneurial in terms of, like, maybe uh, sponsorships, maybe, you know, influencer type mm-hmm. of things. Like, what do you think? Yeah, so as right now, I'm actually, um, I'm actually a co-founder and CEO of a startup. Okay. And it's a, it's a tech company and, and everything. So this is this is a big part of my entrepreneurial um, journey that we're in right now because I'm actually using the leverage that I've that I have based off of being a professional athlete, the connections and the networks I've been able to build, and, um, and just the support in general, and just the just support the, you know, the in general. Yeah. The thing is, and that's a part of what I learned in that phase of my life is like I had got to the end of my football career and I had felt quote. I had felt like it was the end because I was going through my surgeries. I didn't mm-hmm. know if I was going to continue. And I had felt like I didn't get enough myself. I didn't use, like, I felt like I had got used, but I didn't use enough. In the most, in the most innocent way. Basically, I didn't do enough. Mm-hmm. I didn't leave with enough that if I wanted to walk away from the game, I would be, like, good right now. And that's why I actually continued to go play because I was like, it was more out there that I could get. And now, being on the other side where I'm back and playing, um, At the other side studios, right? Yeah, the other side, that's crazy, <laughs> right? When I'm back in playing, I've actually learned, it's like a skill. It's like I've learned how to actively seek value, seek opportunity in the midst of, I would say, the again, using the word, the journey, instead of getting to the end of the journey and then trying to re- redefine that, 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 that value. You know what I mean? So the thing is, as a professional athlete, I'm meeting a lot of people. There's a lot of there's a lot of excitement. There's is is a lot of that comes with it, and rightfully so. But a lot of times, that's all we feed off of as professional athletes: the entertainment, the hype, the love. Yo, I see you going, bro. But now those I see you doing your thing. Conversations. I'm extending those conversations past instead of just accepting the love. I'm extending the conversation from a two minute conversation of just about me. Now I'm trying to learn about the person whatever person it is that's coming up to me because I don't know what type of value they bring. And then especially when I'm becoming an entrepreneur and, and building out a company, um, everything that we're doing right now, we're not, we at the beginning stage, it's probably, it's like beta phase, it's like early stage, it's seed stage, it's certain words for it. But um, all we're trying to do is create value. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to create, every, obviously the, the, the goal is to generate revenue and everything. But when you're building a company, not when you're running a business, when you're building a company, the biggest thing is about creating value, not necessarily finding the easiest way to generate revenue because the value is where you get valuations, is where you get venture capitalists and you start getting investments to actually build out the company, to scale and things like that. So going beyond trying to find the easily easily ready um, answer to generating revenue, everything I'm trying to do is to generate value Mm -hmm. and Going on 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 that journey to to create value for a company, I'm able to do that based off of the value that I've been able to build as an athlete. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Using those experience, translating concepts. Like right now, my the master's degree that I'm getting, I'm I'm in an MPA program, so public administration. Mm-hmm. But uh, some people will be like, "Oh, why you not getting your MBA?" You know what I mean? Business administration. And I'm like, "It's not wrong with that." I feel like I'm learning a lot of different things in the MPA that I could just translate the concepts over into the work that I'm doing as an entrepreneur. 
So the words may not be the same, but the concepts are the same. Mm. You know what I mean? So as an entrepreneur, the biggest thing is, is for me, is learning how to apply the knowledge that I've learned in other fields into the specific market that I'm trying to um, generate a product for. You know what I mean? Yeah. So translating concepts, a lot of that stuff, and, and, and being, being fluid in how you interact with people, being open and, and fluid to different opportunities is a big thing. You got to be able to react on the run. And, these, and as I start talking about it, react on the run. You got to be able to be where your feet are. All of those are sayings and lessons that I learned through sports that my coaches used to say to me. We'd be in a huddle. It's like, yo, I'm just ready to go home and one year out the other. But they said it so much that it started registering in my head. And now I've actually been able to apply that stuff in the journey that I'm on in. Um, yeah, it's, 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 been, it's been good. And it's definitely one of the biggest things that has allowed me. It's kind of like a liberating, a liberating factor to my life right now is because as the athlete, people are able to just keep me in one space. But as soon as I, I started building building my 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 path in the entrepreneur space, I felt liberated. I actually felt free of the um, the structure that was just built out of just being an athlete. I actually start I'm starting to create my own lane in entrepreneurship, and it's liberating. It's, it feels free, and it ain't even it ain't even take off to where it needs to go yet. But it already feels that way now because it's just a big part of something that I'm doing. For myself and with my brother, he's my other co-founder. He's the coder and he does everything when it comes to tech and there's so much stuff I, I, that I don't understand um, how he does it. You know what I mean? That we work together. So I'm running everything with me is executive side, the connections, um, everything when it comes to connections, plans, scheduling. But he does the code. He's building out the actual product. He's doing the zeros and ones. And just having that, having his presence has been big for me, and it's my older brother, so I could trust and depend on him in a in a in a partnership. Whereas I don't have to second guess a lot of things because it's family. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I like how you uh, highlighted the liberation part because I feel like that's something I was telling you offset too. That I said I wanted to wait till now to speak about. You know, especially with Fanduel, you know, everybody kind of objectify like the same way people say oh you know women get objectified i feel like athletes get objectified too because mm -hmm. you know people kind of look at you guys now well i mean they people have in the past but now you know fan do social media all this stuff people kind of objectify athletes as if you know they're kind of you know i hate to say it, but like slaves in a sense where it's mm -hmm. like okay like just play like you know kind of when they were saying shut up and dribble yeah like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> when lebron used to speak out now it's like more so you know shut up and play for like just all athletes no matter what sport you play where it's like just, you know, perform and make me my money and go about your way. Like, we don't care about your well-being. We don't care about none of this. Just make sure my ticket hits tonight and that's it, you know? <laughs> and it's crazy to, to say because it's like, wow, you know? Shows how people are. But then it's like these same people get around you and they're like, oh, my gosh, that's Malik Fisher. You know, now they want to mm -hmm. act completely different. But then it's like Malik sells the ticket tonight. Now Malik is, yeah, you, you know, know, getting slandered on <laughs> Twitter yeah, yeah. and everywhere, man. <laughs> Now that's that's funny because, like in that like the the last season of XFL, we lost the championship game and we were supposed to be like these big 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 favorites and everybody would be like, "Yo, what happened, bro?" Da da da. And I'm like, "Bro, I don't even oh, know. Man. I'm mad. We lost. <laughs> like, you know, they yeah. act like like that's a funny that's a joking way to go about it. Where it's like, bro, I lost too. Like, how you gonna be bad at me? But with a lot of that, um, it definitely is. It definitely is. 
uh, a big issue when it comes to how people want to categorize you. And even early on, when we first spoke, uh, started the conversation where we spoke about uh, kids and how they identify with different groups and things like that, I started to understand the different places where I held value at that wasn't just specifically in athletic um, facilities. You know what I mean? Because I went to an Xavier. You know what I mean? Yeah. And because even though Villanova, I went to for football, but because I went to a Villanova or because how I grew up, there's so many things that I started to notice where I don't have to identify as much as I do identify with my, like everybody knows me for sports. And that's mm -hmm. the, like, that's the catch. Like I fully identify with being an athlete. Like I, I, everybody knows that's what it is. Everybody knows what it is. But once I started learning how to take advantage of grasping onto the different areas and different brands that I was attached to, that my dependency on my brand as an athlete started to um, started to drop. But nothing in my my functionality as an athlete dropped. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I trained literally fully the same way, but just I started diversifying everything that it was was that I was doing networking even even my my say as a as a as a as a I'm not even a creator oh, but God. yeah like I started I started identifying my content what I showed people and actually I started learning that by showing people more than just when I'm in football season people begin to interact with me more mm -hmm. through my social medias you know what I mean yeah. like I think people like that yeah people like that in the sense of you showing them that there is some type of middle ground before, between you because if you just run with just being an athlete, people who aren't athletes, they'll support you as the athlete, but sometimes they feel like it's a bridge that they can't cross mm -hmm. of understanding. But until you start actually showing the different sides of you, the different places that you've been, that's how you show your value. Like, you know what I mean? That's literally how you show your value. And that dependency on, like, your, I would say your image as an athlete starts to strength because at some point all athletes have to go through what it is that anybody who has retired has gone through you it's a struggle when you retire and you start to have to face the different sides of your life that you haven't had to because you've been able to depend on athletics for so long you know what i mean and unless you start that process while you're playing and the crazy thing is i was i was along that process while i was playing but i wasn't hit with the reality until I left college and I was dealing with my injuries and now I was just in New I was just back in New York. And the thing is, my conversations would be how sports. And when I was like, oh, I'm not playing no more anymore, Nobody those conversations switched <laughs> and flipped. And when I had nothing else to talk about, that that question that whether you're an athlete or just a student in general, everybody, everybody, everybody that's in this building had to go through it. What's next? When I started hearing those what's next questions. And I actually didn't have an answer besides sports is when that reality struck to me like, nah, you got you to gotta get on your shit with something. Else. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You got to start building something else. And the reason why originally was because I just wanted to be able to, I didn't even care about doing anything else. I just wanted to be able to answer that question better. Like, that was just the most uncomfortable question. No, that's, that's so, like, standing there with what's next and I didn't have anything to answer, it was like, it was like, damn, son, mm -hmm. what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> And in order to like prepare myself for conversation, I started planning out, all right, this is what I'm gonna say because this is what I think sounds good. Yeah. But along those, those process, that process of like trying to find creative things to just make it sound good is what led me along the journey of stumbling into the actual things that I've been able to do now. You know what I mean? Like those questions put pressure on me that actually 
pushed me into the direction that I needed to be in. So instead of taking those questions and being like, yo, everybody worry about what I'm doing. Why y'all worry about me? Worry about yourself. It it is a little bit of that in there. Like, yo, stop worrying about like it it do get to a point no, where, yo, me. stop trust asking me. me that question. I was telling you that earlier. <laughs> it get to mm-hmm. a point, but also you could take that and drive it into you actually figuring out what's next. And that's what it allowed me to do. But it was it was very uncomfortable in that state when I started having to figure out what it is. What is it that I'm doing that's not sports anymore? You know what I mean? And that's a big that's a big struggle because anybody that we've ever known is known as for playing sports. When you get to this level of of athletics, professional or even collegiate, that's what everybody knows you as. Mm-hmm. So building your portfolio, your, your 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 portfolio outside of sports, as a professional or just out of interest, out of hobby, is very is very important. Yeah. So we kind of short on time. So, you know, you being a coach and all, if you had any final words you want to give to the audience to let them know you as a person, but also, you know, kind of going off of just understanding, you know, the trust of process, what would you give those people? It gives this camera right here. This camera right here. So just in general, a take from me to everybody else is um, control what you can control. Right? It's going to be a lot of things that in life that you're able to control your attitude, effort, the work that you put in, um, are all things that you could control. But then there's going to be a lot of unknown variables that you can't control. Uh, and you have to not focus on those things and reshift all your energy and effort into uh, the actual functional things that will allow you to get where you need to go when the opportunity presents itself. So just being prepared and staying prepared for whatever opportunity it is uh, that's to come is one of the biggest things that you could do. And the only way to do that is control what you control and continue to consistently put in work um, day by day until you get to that point. But as you go on day by day, enjoy that journey, man. Like I said, it's like GTA. Once you complete the missions, <laughs> ain't shit left to do. It's boring. So just continue to, to enjoy the journey and and, and, um, and do your thing. Run your movie. That's one, of, that's one of my sayings. Run your own movie. All right, so just let the audience know where they can find you, and then we'll wrap up from there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I am Malik ninety two on Instagram, um, LinkedIn Malik Fisher. Look me up on LinkedIn and connect with me on LinkedIn. I definitely open networking on LinkedIn and stuff like that. And then XFL, uh, I play for the DC Defenders as of right now. We start up in the spring, March thirtieth is when the season should start. ESPN, FS One, Fox Sports, and everything is where. Um, it'll be it'll be locally listed and stuff like that, so y'all can catch yeah, for that. For some of the viewers, you could be in the NFL by by the time they see this episode. Yeah, by the time they never see know. This, <laughs> no facts. You never you never know where yeah, I'm gonna end up that being. Come at. Watch it, like, might, 10 you years might from catch now, me you know? on the TED Talk, depending on how this <laughs> tech shit go. You feel me? So now, nah, just in general, those are the places where to catch me. But like I said, as I enjoy this journey, you never know where I'll end up at because I'm just trying to find um, the next big thing for tomorrow. And nobody knows what it is because we stuck in the day. So mm-hmm. might be the next Master P over here, <laughs> pro athlete. Then he has like twenty different businesses or whatever. Oh man, hopefully yeah. that's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah, Malik, that's the look at bro. It's definitely Thank a, pre- you for a pleasure, me. man. I was, it was fun. I was like, yo, it's my little big bro, but I can't even say that because it's like, you know, it's such nah, a contradiction. A, nah, but but I always see you like a real brother to me, you know. Yeah, not nah, like, and that's how like, it is. Disregarding the age and everything, yeah, you know. Bro. Like I always seen him, like you know, he's like with me. Yeah, you know, bro. Like, no, I never like, know a little bro, a big bro. Nah, none of that. And and that's the type of respect <laughs> that's given when when you got a relationship that we that we got based off of years and years. It's yeah. over ten years, bro. So definitely, I appreciate you having me up here, bro. This yes, was, this was fun. It was fun. So you guys know, as always, show love to all our guests. Show love to us if you're new, 
Yeah, you know what to do as always. You know, subscribe to our channel for more episodes like these. And if you know any athletes that you'd like to introduce to the platform, definitely, you know, shout them out, show them this episode, tag them, you know, DM, DM us with their profile. We'll check them out. So, yeah, just like that, I'm Brees, Malik, Malik. we out.